this is a time of unprecedented opportunity for us to fulfill our mission, which is the same as the mission of the early church in the Acts of the Apostles. It is to, to proclaim the word of God with intensity so that others are cut to the heart. Hi, I'm Colin, and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance and clarity in the midst of the world that we live in. I doubt that any short podcast is going to give you lasting balance and clarity to last forever and ever. My hope, though, is that each week we can help you to take a step forward. So what will happen as parishes reopen? In some cases, what is happening as parishes reopen, depending on where you live? I posed this question to my freshman theology class as we were doing a Bible study of sorts on the Acts of the Apostles. And we were noting the exponential growth of the early church between chapters two and six of Acts of the Apostles. And I kind of broke from the thread of the conversation and asked them what they thought was going to be happening in the next couple of months in terms of, of church attendance and involvement in Catholic life. And interestingly, there were two main opinions that emerged. I like to pose questions like this to my students because they have maybe a different perspective than I do and often um, some unique insights. And the two positions that emerged were kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum, and I don't really think either is wrong. So I think it's worth kind of throwing out there for your own musing and also, um, more importantly, for our own response whether or not you're somebody who works officially uh, in the church doing ministry, we're all called to have a role in, in what will happen over these next couple of months. Anyway, these are their two main ideas. One is that some thought that people have gotten used to Sundays without Mass and that they're not going to come back. They kind of laid out a scenario of, of Catholics who did the live stream thing for a few weeks and then trailed off because it was ultimately unsatisfying. And I'm getting the idea that maybe some of them laid that out there as a scenario because it was a familiar one. And maybe before they were going to Mass out of a force of habit, um, out of a sense of obligation, but that obligation was lifted and they've pretty much realized that their lives were, were okay without church, that maybe they weren't really missing anything that much. And now there's this idea that there's there's a risk in, in being in, in a crowd in a church, and they're essentially gone. And um, they pointed out that if we wanted those people back, we would have to work pretty hard. Then there was this other train of thought that, that sounded a little bit like this. Um, during quarantine, people have been doing some soul searching, and they're more spiritually sensitive than they were before. So they're going to be looking for churches. They're going to be looking to go back to God for clarity and purpose and hope. And some of these people are, are going to be there right from the get-go. They didn't get to go to Mass at, at Easter, and maybe that was all they did before. But now they're, they're really hungry. They're looking for something. Um, they'll be curious and restless, and they're likely to, to find their way into the pew. So this means that there will be new faces and new opportunities for, for all of us, whether uh, the clergy, parish staff, or, or just other parishioners who surround them in the pews. I thought that both of these hypotheses were, were pretty well thought, and I think that what we will be seeing over the next couple of weeks, um, along with many others who were already pretty church-invested and you know, watched all of the live stream masses and maybe went to some Catholic events and they're just going to be looking to hop right back into church life. I think these other two groups will, will be a reality in our midst. And it causes us to ask, well, how should we respond? Okay, so back to this uh, Acts of the Apostles study that we were doing. I had asked them for homework previous to that question, why they thought the early church spread so exponentially. 
um, in those early days, right after Pentecost. And the first response, and maybe the most frequent one, was, well, there were miracles. You know, they were saying, silver and gold, we have none, in the name of Jesus. And then people were healed, and there were great and wondrous things that were being done. But another response, uh, in harmony with that, uh, was that the apostles were preaching with conviction. They were preaching something new that didn't sound like the same old, same old. And they even pointed out Acts chapter 2, verse 37, where it says that they were cut to the heart by the preaching of of Peter, the preaching of the apostles. (laughs) The girl who pointed that out um, said that she got it from Bishop Barron. I'm telling you, y'all, Louisiana teenagers, pretty awesome. And I thought, wow, that's that's amazing. They were cut to the heart. And, and this is my message for the week. Whether we are, are reaching out to people in our community who, who aren't going to be back in the pews, it might be that, that we ourselves, not in a formal way, but in a way that's very interpersonal, preach the gospel in a way that it cuts to the heart and invites others to to come back to church with us, or maybe invites those who weren't in the pews in the first place to come back. This is a season for evangelization. And also, when our brothers and sisters who, who are hungry and thirsty for the Word of God maybe find their way into our churches, they should not go unnoticed. When you go back to Mass, if you see new faces and hear new voices, there should be a spirit of welcome and a spirit of evangelization that happens not just from the altar, not just from uh, the pulpit, but from the pews, from all of us. Um, this is a time of unprecedented opportunity for us to fulfill our mission, which is the same as the mission of the early church in the Acts of the Apostles. It is to, to proclaim the Word of God with intensity so that others are cut to the heart. So this was uh, may, maybe, I don't know, we've had some pretty good classes during social distancing. Um, we've had some where it's rough, and I can tell that they are just like just done with all of this, but we've had some good conversations and this was probably one of the high points. My, my, uh, I don't know I don't know exactly how to say it, but I could almost feel that that tongue of flame like burning on my head a little bit as they were talking, or, or like uh, Cleopas and the other guy on the road to Emmaus when they said their hearts were burning within them as they were sharing about some of this stuff. I was I was getting excited. One about the reality that that yes, there are people out there right now who are hungry and thirsty for the Word of God because of what they've suffered as a result of all of this. That they're asking big questions, and there are others um, maybe whose flame has has gone out a bit. And, and we have the opportunity to rekindle that. So let's let's preach the gospel with clarity and conviction in a way that cuts to the heart. And you don't even have to be preachy to preach. You can be welcoming and joyful and convicting all at the same time. So for Ascension, I'm Colin McIver reminding you to take a step forward. Mm-hmm.